Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. In the early 1980s, I was working a couple of jobs in Palm Springs, California, including helping my mother manage a small hotel. One of our long-term guests was a man named Raymond. He was tall, had dark hair, and a noticeable accent. Raymond always seemed friendly and sociable, but he never allowed us to clean his room. Whenever I asked, he would politely say, hmm, maybe tomorrow. I spoke to our maid one day who confirmed that she had never cleaned Raymond's room herself. He would generously tip her to give him privacy. Concerned about this, I informed my mother about the situation. She decided that when Raymond left for work, we would seize the opportunity to do a quick cleanup in the room. The next morning, as we sipped our coffee, we waited for Raymond to leave. Once he was gone, we armed ourselves with cleaning supplies and fresh sheets and my mother unlocked his door to peek inside. Her face instantly turned pale. She quickly shut and locked the door once more. Startled, I asked her what was wrong. She didn't answer me, though. She quietly retreated to the office and picked up the phone to call 911. As she made this call, another one of our guests entered the small lobby, seeking assistance with directions. This became an extended conversation for myself although I couldn't help but wonder what was happening in the back of the office. When I returned, my mother was sitting there nervously, waiting for me. I asked her what had happened, but before she could respond, a few police officers began filing silently into the room. They exchanged nods with my mother and followed her to Raymond's room, guns drawn. Confused and concerned, I asked my mother what was going on. She simply gestured for me to sit beside her, and together we watched as the police emerged from the room, with about 20 people in tow. I couldn't fathom how such a small space could accommodate so many people. After the commotion had settled, the police rejoined us in the office. They had been searching for Raymond for a long time. Turned out he was a dangerous human smuggler, known as a coyote, facilitating the illegal crossing of borders. As we anxiously awaited Raymond's return from work, the police remained in the office strategizing. When Raymond finally pulled up, he stepped out of his car, turned the corner towards his room, and he quickly found himself surrounded, captured from both sides by the law. As soon as the cuffs went on, all of the lawmen seemed to breathe a huge sigh of relief, as it was obvious that Raymond's reign had come to an end. Once Raymond was hauled away and the room was cleared of all evidence, including copious stacks of money and a few guns, my mother and I ventured inside. The sight that greeted us was repulsive and haunting. The room was utterly filthy, a putrid den of squalor. We had to remove everything, scrub every inch, and fumigate the entire space. Mountains of trash were carelessly strewn across the kitchen floor necessitating its disposal. 
Carpets were soiled beyond salvation, demanding professional cleaning. Sheets, blankets, and towels, once symbols of comfort, were irreparably tainted and discarded. It took three of us more than two full days of relentless work to restore the room to a habitable state. What haunted us the most out of this entire situation was the realization that Raymond had skillfully disguised his true nature beneath a facade of friendliness and charm. Unbeknownst to us, he had been using our hotel as a hub to smuggle people right beneath our noses. We had been deceived, lured into his web of treachery, oblivious to the danger that lurked within our midst. Even as all this unfolded, as cop cars came and went, as dozens were ushered off of our property, I can easily say that we never saw this coming. In July of 2015, I was on a hike with my husband and two of our friends. We also had our dog with us just for a little bit of background. We live in western Washington state, and at that time of year, it stays lightish until between 9 and 10 p.m. It was about 7.30 as I remember, as we headed up. The trail peaks at a beautiful lake, with a loop trail that brings you back to the original trail in order to descend. Light or not, it was late enough in the evening that many people passed us on their way down as we made our way up. You can see the entirety of the lake from the top of the trail, and we were clearly the last people headed up there. As we made our way back down, it was beginning to get dark out. Strangely, we crossed paths with a man making his way up towards the lake. He wasn't dressed in a way that would suggest he was camping or even hiking for that matter. He had regular sneakers, a t-shirt and shorts, no water, no pack, nothing. We tried to make conversation, but he wouldn't speak or even make eye contact with us. My dog whined and whined, sniffed his feet and wanted to run back to him as we passed. I had to call her back several times. The whole interaction seemed rather odd. We couldn't shake the feeling that he was incredibly out of place. About 25 minutes later, we hear a single loud boom off in the distance. And we immediately know what had transpired. We made it to the parking lot of the trail, and we saw one remaining car. We assumed that it must have been his. It was unlocked, and there was an envelope on the driver's seat, both of which we observed through the window. We didn't mess with the door. We notified the ranger that stayed in a cabin at the edge of the parking lot, who said that he'd call the police, but he wasn't risking running into a cougar to go up there to check on the guy. He's not the first, and won't be the last, were his exact words. Thinking back on it now, I wish I would have thought to ask, Are you okay? To that man that we passed on our way down. Hell, I wish I would have said anything other than just hello. I don't know what led that man up there that evening, but it still gives me chills knowing that we were likely the last people to see him alive. This all happened a good six months back now. My girlfriend was staying at her parents that night, so I, a 27-year-old male, was at the flat alone. 
About 3 a.m., I'm woken up out of a dead sleep by a loud slam. I quickly jolt up. My bedroom door is wide open and I see a bald man walk straight past my room and into the living room. I must have forgotten to lock the front door that night, is all I could think. I jumped out of bed and immediately made the decision to go plant myself in front of the front door. I figured there's only one way out, and if he's taken anything, I can try to stop him. In my haste, I'd also made the subconscious decision not to put on any clothes so I could get to the door quicker, and this left me standing in my foyer, completely naked. Not important to the story, just a semi-amusing aspect of it. Anyway, the dude comes stumbling back to the door, has a handful of loose cans of Stella Artois cradled in his arms, a half-smoked cigarette in his mouth, and a plastic shopping bag hanging from one of his hands. I asked what he was doing in my flat, to which he replied, I'm really sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry, though he could hardly get his words out. It was clear that he was absolutely drunk out of his mind. I asked him to show me the contents of his bag, which didn't have any of our stuff in it, before proceeding to let him out of the flat, making sure to lock the door this time. I'm assuming he was just out of his mind on whatever and walked into the wrong apartment. One funny detail though, there was a point where one of the cans slipped from his grip and he had to bend down to pick it up making him directly eye-level with my bare waist. It was a very awkward moment, and I'm sure the poor guy doesn't remember, so I'm hoping that he hasn't been completely scarred. Anyway, I got back into bed and could hardly sleep the rest of the night, my heart still absolutely thumping. I will say, it gave me some confidence in my fight-or-flight response. You never really know what you'll be like in this sort of situation and I was rather proud after the fact that I blocked his exit. I'm perhaps not the most masculine of men, so that was some nice affirmation. Completely true story, by the way. One of the most terrifying moments of my life, seeing a stranger casually stroll into my living room in the dead of night. But it also makes me feel good to know that when stuff hits the fan, I won't just hide under the blankets. I do hope that guy made it to his real destination that night. <laughs> 